The following episode was recorded before March 2024, and while the content shared is valuable and useful, it features Rob, who is no longer involved in the business. Hey, it's Rob and Kennedy. Hello, today on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about using AI software such as ChatG... I've written the wrong letters! You have. What is it? ChatGPT. Using AI software such as ChatGTP... GPT, TCP... G, what is it? Chat GPT. You do the introduction. Do hello, it. You today do it. on say the hello. Marketing Show. Uh, right, you say, hi, it's Robin Kennedy. <laughs> okay, this is fucking weird. Hi, it's Robin Kennedy. He's Rob, I'm Kennedy. Uh, hello, today yeah. on the Email Marketing Show, we're talking about using AI software such as Chat GPT or PGT or any of them for your email marketing. Ah, oh, you make it sound so easy. Now plug the, <laughs> face, sure. plug the Facebook group, man. Okay, yes. So, yes, you're here with us. We've switched seats. We haven't changed air. But if you'd like to come and talk about how people are using, how maybe how you're using chat GPT. Oh, there was no yeah. point in swapping blazers if you're going to say it again. But you, you got it right this time. Go on. <laughs> Did I? Okay. Um, in your email marketing and in your business for making sales online, come and join us in the free Facebook group that we made just for this podcast. It's called the Email Marketing Show Community. Head over to, to oh God, are you made? How do you do this every week? Head over to Facebook and search for the Email Marketing Show community. Come and join us in there with a few thousand other amazing, much more eloquent marketers than us and chat about chat G, whatever it's chaps it's called, and all email marketing stuff. To be fair, I don't normally do it when we're this drunk. So, <laughs> mate, it's like. 11 o'clock in the afternoon. I've only had three. <laughs> 11 o'clock three. in the afternoon. <laughs> What's wrong? It's 11 us? o'clock in the morning. It is 11 o'clock in the morning. There's no anyway, 11 o'clock in the afternoon. Just get your ass over the email marketing show community on Facebook, right? Just, just do that. Anyway, he trapped himself in a spare room just a few minutes ago. It's comedy hypnotist Robert Temple. And he's obsessed with barbecue food. It's psychological mind reader, Kennedy. So uh, you've got this real thing about barbecue food to the point that everywhere we go, anywhere in the world, she's like, oh, this is amazing barbecue food restaurant. And I'm like, it's okay, but like, no, I don't get the obsession. It's not, it's not okay. It's excellent. I mean, we found a great one in Vegas. I finally found one in London with my friend Adam when he visited. That was amazing. Oh. It all tastes the same. Well, so does curry. You like, could cook. No, you don't. You go to different restaurants for a curry and they taste different. They've got different I want it to taste the same. When I go in, I want it to taste like that. I don't go in and go, oh, this chicken tastes too much like chicken. The skill the skill and power of barbecue food is you could cook cardboard in barbecue flavours and it would taste like food as opposed to cardboard. That's the power, that the magic skill that the sauce and stuff has. So it's really good for food you don't like, isn't it then? Yes. I guess. Um, tell us what happened, because you haven't told me about this. How did you trap yourself in a spare room? So I'm, um, I'm basically, we're, we're, there's no secret here. We're batch recording some podcast episodes, and so for oh, the last, fuck, you've ruined everything, mate. It's live. It's, <laughs> as the, as you listen to this, we are talking to you. Isn't that right, Derek? Yes, that's right. 
Um, so I'm currently in uh, the spare room at Rachel's mum's house because we're having our house refurbished. So I'm here in a wardrobe recording this thing. Anyway, weird thing. He's having a new bathroom put in. He's not having the whole house refurbished. Come on. Yeah, well, room by room, but currently the bathroom. So next time I'll be here for a different room being refurbished. Anyway. Um, the spare... <laughs> we could have said that. And then then congruency would have been key. You'd be like, oh, I'm oh, having yeah, me back door the... replaced. Or yes, something. that's right. Anyway, the, the door in the spare room, you need to picture this for a second. It's obviously got a door handle on either side of it. The one mm-hmm. on the outside goes all the way down and opens the door. The one on the yes. inside goes almost all the way down, probably 99% of the way down, but not right. far enough that it actually opens the door. So if you're in the room and you shut the door, you can't get out again. You have to be let- You feel like you should be able to get out because I have turned the door handle what appears to be a full 90 degrees. Uh, but then I had to text June, who came running upstairs to let me out so I could go and get a can of Pepsi. See? Well, there you go. Such you is go. my plight. Hello, we're... St- yeah, I mean, you're very... We are a stage hypnotist and a psychological mind reader who are actually not drunk, but we've turned to into email marketing geeks to give course creators, coaches, and membership site owners everything that you need to use psychology-driven email marketing and be the email marketing hero in your business, which means you make more sales more predictably in less time with a brand new episode every email marketing Wednesday. If we make it through this episode in one piece, I'm going to be astounded. I'm going to be astounded because we're trying some new stuff. Well, kind of. We're doing, we're doing things in a different way. Uh, make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player if you have one. Rob, have you got any nice stories about anybody Anybody nice? Do you want to talk about anybody nice? I'm just thinking about some members of the league who might be doing some really, really cool stuff. I'm always blown away, you know, by the, by the progress that league... <laughs> What I'm trying to say is I'm filling because I have is, plan- is you've forgotten to do this bit I have, of the prep. Is I that what you're trying to say? This bit of the episode is what I'm trying to say. Um, okay, lovely. Shall we ch- talk so about chat GPT? Come back to us at the end. And I'll, <laughs> okay, and I'll give you one. we'll celebrate league members at the end because uh, there's some lovely ones. Right. <laughs> right. So, the big sort of overarching question that we keep getting asked all over the place at events, at the mastermind we go to, at the flipping everywhere. Online in groups <laughs> is, is which one's which? <laughs> yeah, is should <laughs> you like the Chuckle Brothers? Should you use AI software such as ChatGPT? Because I once talking about the damn thing for your email marketing. Should you? And we did an episode about this a little while ago, uh, where we talked about uh, what was going on. So one, here's an interesting thing. Um, one of our league members wrote an email using ChatGPT. And they sent us an email, forwarded it to us, and went, Four, this is good, isn't it? Or words to that effect. Because I don't think they were from Southeast London. Anyway, they went, have a look. Four. Look at this. Look at this. Four, look at that. This was written by AI. This is amazing. Robots are taking over the world. Let's all surrender. And you know what? The truth is, and our perspective on it is, yes, it's good if you consider that it was written by a computer in which case, I guess that's kind of unbelievable, really. If you think back a few years ago, the idea that a computer would write an email that would even make sense and be on the topic that you said it was going to be on, then yes, it's very impressive. It's 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 unbelievable. It's it's inspiring of awe, right? The fact that a computer wrote this email. But if you had paid our email writing agency and we came back with that email, the question is, would you still be happy? And the answer, actually, if you look at it very, very, very plainly, is no. Because again, what's what this what this person's done is they've gone into ChatGPT and they've said, "Write me an email about, um, you know, Quavers crisps, uh, Walkers Quavers crisps, and why they're really good for helping you with your 
digestion, right? And it's come up with an email, it's managed to do it. And if you take the fact that a computer has taken that prompt and turned it into an email that not only makes sense, but actually covers the topics that you said it should. And if you if, if it didn't quite hit the money on the mark, you could go back and go, this is not quite right. Could you write it again, but make it more informal? And it would be able to do that. It would know what that means. That is unbelievable. However, is it good email marketing compared to what a human could write? And, you know, we just use our email writing agency as an example because uh, we do this for a living. But like even you studying our stuff who maybe is a bit newer to doing this email marketing thing would be able to churn out a better email with the right frameworks. So you wouldn't be happy if a human had been paid to write that email. And for us, that means it's not good enough. And it sort of reminds me of what our friend John Benson, who we had on the show a little little while ago, John Benson, you know, the billion dollar copywriter, invented the VSL, very savvy, very experienced, um, you know, real goat of, of, of marketing. I mean, he, he described it really well to us when we're talking about AI and, and writing and we were with him and hanging out in, in, in Orlando a few months ago. And he announced, he, he sort of described it as like the radio announcer voice type email. Like, have you got a problem with this? Then you, what you need is this thing. It's going to be really great. Call 1-800. Like, it's very artificial. It's, it doesn't feel very conversational at all. And one of the key things that we talk about a lot with our members and with you here on this call, on the, on the, on these, on these uh, podcasts each week is making it about you, your personality, humans connecting with other humans. And as soon as you start putting AI in the middle of that, of course, it no longer sounds human. Why? Because it's not a human, right? But that all said, we're not saying AI has no place. It is extremely useful. So can all of this new AI software, such as ChatGPT, I've got the letters written in front of us now, so I'm going to get it right, create the stories that we want for your emails? Because a lot of our approach is about telling stories. We know a whole bunch about the psychology of why stories are compelling and dearing. They bring people in. They're persuasive. They're a really easy way of finding unlimited numbers of emails. And um, the answer is yes. AI absolutely can be a source of you finding stories. In fact, Rob, when we were last in Orlando, you were, you were sat uh, around during one of the breaks and you thought, I'm going to fire this up and see if it can actually do this. And, and what it produces is pretty interesting. Yeah, and again, this is the difference between... And the reason, by, by the way, just to call back to that radio announcer thing that John Benson was talking about, the reason why that happens is that if you say, write me an email that sells my new course about flower arranging the the um the software has no context as to where your subscribers are what they know what you've said before what you're going to say in future and so it'll basically start by saying something like um every home can be improved with lovely flowers like perfectly logical happy lovely sentences but not good email marketing so i asked it to go okay well great in that case if we're going to take our story led approach could i get um this chat gpt for example to create stories that i can use as kennedy said so I asked it, um, can you come up with a story that I could tell my friends down the pub that happened to me during my day that day? Because that's the level of story we're looking for for our emails, usually. And it came up with a story that started off very well. Because obviously when you use ChatGPT, you can see it typing in front of you. It doesn't just appear on block. So I was watching, I was reading it as it was appearing. And it said, um, earlier today, I went out of the house and started walking into the town. 
As I was walking into the town, I saw a... I'm, I'm sort of making this up, but this is what it roughly said. I saw a parade of elephants dancing down the street, wearing tutus. So I immediately hit the stop button because this needs to be a story that I could tell in my emails that people are going to believe. So, unless the next line was, and then I realised it was all a dream, this story is not going to work. So I then commented and said, uh, do it again, but this time, make it believable. Something that could happen in real life, understanding the laws of physics and human uh, everything. So uh, have another go. And and it's and it, it did. It came up with a story about the fact that I'd seen a cat in the street. And when I went over to the cat, it seemed a little bit shy and cautious of me. And then I managed to do something like I had a, I've had a, something you could feed to the cat in my pocket or something. So, I, you know, like a, a treat of some description. Uh, so I decided to try and lure it over and I did and it worked and then it was friendly and then it said lovely things to me. And that was that. And uh, and so it came up with this. It came up with this story that I guess could have happened to me. That could I could have been walking down the street and seen a cat and thought, oh, I'll go and say hello to the cat. And the cat was shy, and I did something, and it turned the cat around, the cat's opinion of me around. Uh, I, what what I think it could have happened, and I think what's interesting is what you did with it next. So you asked it to create the story, and then you refined that to it needs to be it needs to be logical. It needs to adhere to the laws of physics and nature. Lovely. So now we've got that that phase where you've got this story of the cat rather than the dancing elephants in tutus, which I think is great. Then you did something else, which I think is quite interesting. Yeah, so the next bit was then to say, okay, great, can you tell me, could you relate that story about the cat to a lesson about email marketing? And sure enough, it went away and came back very quickly with, this is a bit like building relationships with your subscribers. When they first come into your world, they're going to be cynical and sceptical and they're not going to know quite what to make of you. But over time, by delivering value, effectively you know, giving them treats and rewarding them and treating them well, like I did with that cat that day, you get to nurture a relationship over time so that the next time you see the subscriber, the next time I see that cat, it's going to be a much more trusting, uh, rounded relationship. So, I mean, it did. I think that's correct. It did a it reasonable did it. job. It did it. It did do it. It did do it. I think... The main thing we have to concern ourselves with, though, is the stories that you're going to then be telling are not going to be true. Right. Because you weren't walking down the street. You didn't have some kibble in your pocket. Right. Or, or, or as we call it, a bit of pocket meat. You know, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't, have, we didn't have any pocket meat. Um, that sounds horrendous, doesn't it? It's No, it's, it's a thing from it's Bob Mortimer on um oh, on would i lie to you yeah. it talks about it's something meat. similar actually yeah, i think yeah. it's probably a similar sort of thing he had a bit of pocket meat you know <laughs> a bit of you know the bit of meat that you have at the end of something and you just sort of scrumple it into a bit of foil and you put it in your pocket just in case you want it later <laughs> it's it really you really did talk about it anyway um but the thing is none of those things happened and for me the real superpower of really great marketing is that it's founded in truth it's authentic. It's and I hate that word authentic because what the fuck does it really mean? But it's it's founded in truth. And when people come up to us at events or they meet us online, we're not having to go, oh God, what story have we made up and that we're gonna have to defend and go, oh actually that was just an email and it was all a load of bollocks. It was fiction. Well, we live in a world where we, we want to build trust. That's why at the beginning of this show we read out facts about each other. They're facts. We don't make them up. They're not random things that we just go, oh, wouldn't it be funny if Rob actually was locked in a room? Well, no, you literally were just locked in a room a few minutes ago, which is obviously daft. But we're building these things. We don't have to defend anything. We don't have to be concerned about the things we say because we know they're based in truth. And actually, as people start using more AI tools, such as chat and such as, and, and lots of other ones, Jasper and, and other things. We're going to get into that in a bit. Um, 
you can really have an opportunity to stand out uh, with by telling real stories rather than using fake ones. And it's not just... So what, I'm, what I think for me is at the moment still, and I can't see how this might change. I mean, again, we could maybe get into this, but is your style is one thing that will stand out over an AI-generated thing. And yes, you can have things which are in like a nonchalant style and a casual style. You can, you can do some of those things. You could feed it in. We can talk about how this could do this. But that's one thing that stands out. The other thing is the authenticity of the actual content, of the story itself, will stand out. So this brings us to the question of where could we use artificial intelligence, AI, in your email marketing. What, what are your thoughts, Rob? Well, I guess one of the things it could be used for, and again, we, we're very much using the disclaimer of could here, not necessarily we recommend that this is a thing, but you could use it to generate subject line ideas. So you could copy and paste your email into the into the platform and say, read this email and come up with a good subject line for me. Um, the problem is, of course, that, for example, ChatGPT hasn't studied our subject lines that drive sales course, which has a very different approach to creating subject lines because it really has nothing to do with the benefits of the of the product you're selling or the emails or anything to what most things are going to come up with uh, most most of the time it's going to come up with those things having said that chat gpt might look at the look at the story you put in your email and pull a subject line out of that but again it's likely to be quite linear it's unlikely to use techniques like compound in fact it's not going to use techniques like compound curiosity and stuff like that but you could if you're really stuck for ideas you could use it to come up with an email subject line I guess you could also use it to come up with prompt ideas for what the stories could be or what you could talk about. But the problem with that's going to be they're kind of going to be a bit boring. They're going to be kind of normal and regular. And actually, it's probably going to take you just as long to tell the AI what to do rather than just use some of our shortcuts that we've created, which are faster than AI, which I've never really thought about sort of playing in that way. But I guess we could use some mar- we could do some marketing at some point, couldn't we, about this technique is faster than AI. I mean, that's a pretty cool... Um, big idea, a big uh, sort of a unique hook, isn't it? So again, will those story ideas be be boring? But I think one of the things you possibly could do is use AI to rewrite your emails in a specific style. If you're not a very confident writer, I know we've got a lot of in our audience, a lot of people in our audience who are who are writers or they want to become better writers. And that's great for you, but there's a whole bunch of people who are not confident, competent writers who don't feel great about sitting down and writing. So if you just want to sit and put the bare basics of an of an idea for if your first draft of an email together, I guess you could put it into into chat and say, "Hey, could you rewrite this email um, in a casual, fun, upbeat style?" And that, or and, and you could try doing that, and that would rewrite and give you a bit more confidence. And that's that's something you could you could perhaps do. And if you were interesting, I have sort of a try have, have a go at that. Yeah, another good opportunity here potentially is to use the personality end of uh, the AI tools to rewrite or to write rather the sort of the. <sighs> Well, I don't want to say the word unimportant, but the transactional emails, the ones that are designed to like say, here's your login information or the webinar is on Thursday and here's some stuff. Because that always starts, doesn't it, with something like, hi, first name, congratulations on making the great decision to purchase. And that <laughs> yes. sounds like radio announcer voice when we all write it. And, you know, so there's only so many times that you can be usually as part of the process of putting together a new course or a new program or a new launch or something, that's one of the things that falls to the bottom of your priority list. It's very important, but actually by the time you get to it, you're sort of drained of creativity by everything else you've had to do that's more important because it gets the sale in. So now you can have a really good 
initial impact on your new customers uh, or returning customers by giving them these transactional emails that are written in a way that is fun or personalityful in some respect. So if you were to say to ChatGPT or any of the others, uh, hey, could you write an, uh, a welcome email that's designed to give members login details for the course, make it fun and interesting and inspiring, then with a bit of playing, and again, that's not the perfect prompt to use, you're likely to have to go back and forth a little bit to find the right words to use to get it to do it, the right prompt. Basically, it might be able to come up with a more interesting way of saying, here's the course, than you would ordinarily come up with once you've been drained of all creativity by creating the course. And I guess if you sort of struggle to take, some people when they're using our story lesson offer framework, you might we hear people saying, how do you, but yeah, but how do you take that story that you've told about, you know, the fact that you met a cat in the street and you give it some kibble? How do you take that and then suddenly relate it to whatever it is that you do? Email marketing, flower arranging, teaching people to sing, whatever it happens to me. And if you struggle with that, again, you could paste your story in and have it generate the sort of make make it relevant. So you could say like, could you relate this story to a lesson about baking cakes or whatever whatever your niche happens to be? And again, it seems to be able to do that. The exact language it comes up with may not be your style, but it will show you how to make that bridge. It will build that bridge for you so you could then rewrite it. So it's definitely good for if you're sitting facing, uh, sort of facing that blank page of bloody hell, how am I going to make that bridge? I'm just sort of thinking, what do you think are some of the um, the better... AI, email, marketing, copywriting tools? It's a big question. I think one of the things you really have to do is you have to make the decision. It's hard for us to say this one's the best one. What we can say is these are the ones that exist and here are some of the things to look for, I think, in in choosing one and figuring it out. So the yeah. big three that we always think of are ChatGPT, obviously we've been talking about that. Uh, Jasper, which was, it was the first one I really came across as a sort of a, as a new player using AI in the marketplace. It's the first one I stumbled across, but then there's also uh, Copy Pro as well. Now, there are others, but those are the big three ones that if somebody said to us, uh, you're on a quiz show, the price is a million pounds, name three AI email copywriting tools. Those are the three we would come up with. Chat, they're the three we have come up with, Chat GPT, Copy Pro, and Jasper. Some of the questions you really want to consider when you're looking at these is, what are they powered by? AI has this slightly weird incestuous thing, doesn't it? Where there's a bunch of AI stuff is actually just powered by the same thing that powers chat GPT under the surface, but they've interfaced it differently. They've put stuff into it. They've given it templates and some training and some sort of context and stuff. So the first question is, what are they being powered by? And the second question I think is probably, are they being taught useful things? So for example, and again, I'm only basing this on my assumptions, I don't know how much specific direct response digital marketing training ChatGPT has had. So, for example, I know that um, I think it's Jasper has claimed to have read 10% of the internet or something. So, like, it's got a cross-section from 10% of the internet at the time of recording this episode is the stat I read. Um, however, it also has some frameworks and templates in it specifically for headline structures, for Facebook ads, for blog articles and that kind of thing. And when it first launched, definitely had a very content-heavy approach as opposed to a marketing-heavy approach. That's balanced out now with lots of marketing stuff in there. Uh, whereas CopyPro, we know that that's very specifically having very specific techniques fed into it so that you can have a specific type of headline as opposed to a generic... If you think of it, it's the difference between a generically good uh, copywritten 
headline for a sales page or a subject line versus almost formulaic type yeah versus uh, Robin Kennedy style subject line. It's the difference between those two things. A Robin Kennedy style subject line is very different from a traditionally copywriting good subject line. Um, but it, they work super well because of our technique is good. That's not to say that somebody else's subject line technique isn't also a good one. It's just different from ours. And so you might think, how can something of four or five words that sits in a subject line really have that much difference to it? It, it just does in terms of the techniques that are being used, where the inspiration's pulled from, how it's worded, how it's structured, how it's written. And so the, the two things are, what's it being powered by? Because ultimately, AI is, is generally speaking, are being developed by people. And then people are piggybacking on that and integrating into it. That's the first thing. So what's it being powered by? And secondly, is it being taught email copywriting techniques? Or is it just sort of gleaned what it can and it will do as good a job of telling you the best flower arranging and crochet patterns as it does what a good subject line would be mm-hmm. so let's talk about some of the draw- drawbacks we sort of mentioned that as we've gone along but just to make sure we're fully aware we're not saying hey definitely go and just have one of these ai tools like chat write all your emails we're definitely not saying that but we're also saying there are some opportunities there as, as we've talked about so some drawbacks first of all is that idea of this radio announcer copy of it being all very like cheesy and stale and very slick well when we type we type how we talk so that people have what we call subvocalization, which is when people read words on a page they hear your voice in their head when you read the emails that rob sends out for us you hear rob's personality his voice inside your head and you can't do that if it's in radio announcer style also the authenticity and the sort of the realism and the truth of the stories and, and if you're not build, if you're not telling true stories it's hard for you to build genuine rapport especially if the ai tool doesn't know the stories are related to one person so you can't have it so that one day it sends an email that um that tells you about tells the audience how you've just gone vegan and then a year later when you're not even even thinking about it it's telling you telling the audience how you've just had a really amazing steak that's gonna jar that's not gonna be truthful you shouldn't be on both ends of those things of course with all of these tools it's not going to produce the final version you are still gonna have to edit them add your own stuff in features maybe of what you're doing times and really really maneuver them a little bit in order to for them to feel really uh, really really genuine really really like you and of course Things like ChatGPT can't do anything which is strategic. All it can really do is come up with individual emails, not emails that chain together to build up a marketing argument which moves people from point A to point B over a series of emails building up their desire for what it is that you do. And even if you did say to ChatGPT, by the way, write a sequence of four emails that take that sell this thing, there'll be four standalone emails in a row rather than a strategically placed set of four emails that build on each other. That's the really big thing. So how does this work with things like, obviously, you know, we release a lot of our, well, all of our email templates and campaigns inside the league. So what happens if you can kind of combine the two and you kind of could? One way you could do it is again, you could use it to come up with, um, you know, you could use it to rewrite stories that you, so if we've said in your, uh, in one of our templates, you need to, you need to tell a story about something your grand did when you were a child that was funny. You might think of something, you write it down as a vague story, you put it into chat GBT, and it will write it in a more interesting way than you would do it. Fine. 
Another way of doing this is if you need a sentence to articulate something and you're struggling with a new way of saying it, like for example, um, on the final day of a launch or a, or a promotion or a campaign, we will usually send three emails out that day. One saying it expires tonight, one saying it expires soon, and one saying it expires in an hour. Now, those emails have other things in them so that there's other reasons to send those emails, but you do still need to say expiring tonight, expiring soon, expiring in an hour. And it's hard to just come up with, or it's harder to come up with uh, different ways of saying it's expiring today, it's expiring today, it's expiring today. So you could come up and say, give me three interesting ways of telling my subscribers that my special offer is closing at midnight tonight. And then it can probably come up with some ideas for you that again, you can go ahead and you can tweak. But of course, they may not all be in the same personality and style. So again, may need quite some quite some tweaking. Yeah, totally. So what are we thinking overall? It sounds like we, don't, we definitely don't want to be the doom and gloom of all of this. Like it definitely has its place. And lots of people are using AI to to help with their marketing across the board, including their email marketing, their content and uh, and their sales page and stuff like that. But um, what's our, what's our sort of how we're going to conclude, Rob? How are we going to bring all this together? Bring it down. So I think let's chat about the fact that, as we, as Kennedy just said, AI has a place. It's worth monitoring. Is it going to become your email marketing uh, solution soon? No. And honestly, truthfully, uh, writing emails regularly uh, has genuinely helped us not just make sales with email, but also just to figure out and get a grip of our messaging better. There's a thing where we haven't recorded podcast episodes for, for a little while. And as we've come back to this, the truth is, and this episode's demonstrated it more than any at the very beginning, we're a little <laughs> bit rusty, right? Because it's actually about two and a half months since we've had to record any episodes just because of the systems we've put in place. And I think that the further away from talking about your business you get or the further away from any individual process you get, the sort of rustier it becomes. And so one of the things that we've that definitely helped us in the early days was doing a million podcasts, uh, you know, hours and other people's because we just got to turn up every day and off the cuff talk about email marketing. And that resulted in frameworks, ideas, analogies, and metaphors. And the same thing happens with email. The more emails you write, the more messaging you understand and create within your business. The fact that we write our own emails means that we also get to see which of those sort of types of messaging people resonate with. And again, we're paying close attention to that because you have to come up with new ways of saying the same thing. And then that, you know, that, 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 that appeals to different people differently. And the ones that appeal to the most people, that's the stuff you want to roll out more, right? Yeah. And every time that you write something, it sort of gives you more clarity, more like understanding about what it is that you do and what it means to other people. Right. So it's like, it's like, if you like, if you want to be creative and get loads of ideas for something, if you write down 30 ideas, something I used to do when I was teaching any kind of creative process, come up with ideas, is I'd say write down 30 ideas because the first five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 ideas are the surface ones that everyone's thought of. And that's the same if you're trying to write down ways of describing your solution, what it is that you do and the benefits of and the transformation you can give people. The, the, the ones you do all the time are the surface ones that honestly are probably not that interesting, not that unique, probably things that other people are saying. When you get down to writing the 25th, the 26th, the 27th, the 30th, the 40th, the 50th ones, that's when you start getting deep. You start going and start, you start going into places that nobody else has gone and saying things in such a specific way that it's new again. And it's the same with when you're writing your own emails. 
you start expressing things in which there's been times when Rob sent the thing out, it's got a great response. We looked at why did it get such a good response? Why do we make so many sales from that particular one? It's because you'd come across a turn of phrase, a way of describing it, an illustration, a story, or a metaphor for, for describing something he said tens of thousands of times but it really resonated this time because it was different. And then we've taken that metaphor, that descriptor, and we've employed it either in an, another another campaign that we're putting together, or we've tagged that, that live email onto the end of our email engine because it worked so well. And then we start, now this is the really big thing. You can then take those things and it no longer just lives and is restricted by your email marketing. Now you can take that metaphor, that thing you know resonated really, really well, and you can start putting it onto your sales pages. You can start putting it into your webinars. You can start putting it into your VSLs, your video sales letters. You can start using it. By doing it over and over again, you get to really experiment every single day if you want to with how to message, how to really craft the messaging for your marketing. And you can't do that if you're pressing a button and having it do it for you. You're really going to put yourself in a, as a huge disadvantage over everybody else. For us, every day, Rob steps up and has to write a new way of describing what we do inside of the league. And because of that, we are 365 times a year much more experienced and talking about and describing the league than people who are not doing that. And that is huge. Yeah, it's true. So if you want to get involved and start doing this stuff for yourself, and actually... The honest truth is our goal with with the league, our membership, is to make it so that you just don't need to even really consider the AI thing. Like again, you can use it for little um flourishes and little ideas and little inspiration, little rewrites and stuff. And hell, it's it's friggin' fun to play with. It's like, fun. Don't to play it is yeah. fun. But the league membership was created, which you can get at the leaguemembership.com, by the way, was created um pre-AI being such a huge thing. But um it was really it, it is being built and run so that actually it makes you it gets you email marketing taken care of you always know what to say who to say it to when to send it how to send it etc uh, without having to ask a computer to try and do it for you without any of the context and thinking and strategy and all of that stuff so if you want to check it out just go to the league membership.com and jump inside let's go for this week's subject line of the week subject line of the week now this subject line was written without ai it what was it, it? Was. Uh, no AI was harmed in the making of this subject line. Uh, it was just the words, cancel the flights, exclamation point, exclamation mark. I like that. I like that. Yeah, and it was designed to have the sort of same uh, emphasis as, you know, like you, know, you, see, you see some big, busy business executive in, in uh, a film and he'll like text his assistant being like, Audrey, it's a good name for an assistant, Audrey, clear my schedule, like that. It was sort of cancel stop the, the press. Stop the it press. has a sort of stop the press. Yeah, that's what it was going for. And it was a story about. Actually, it was it was just there's an event we're speaking at. We're promoting the event, and you can get tickets. But don't. But it's like the offer's expiring in an hour. Don't even think about your flights or your hotel or anything like that. For now, just get your tickets. You can deal with the logistics later. Love it. That's this week's subject line of the week. Subject line of the week. I hope you've enjoyed this discussion today. We've sort of gone a different sort of route uh, with how we've planned this one out. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Let us know what you uh, what you thought of this episode, including the craziness at the beginning, uh, which was just because we're out of practice from doing this. Uh, let us know over on Instagram at Rob and Kennedy. Um, just drop us a, I don't know, tag us on something or something like that. That'll be absolutely amazing. Next week, we've got a really interesting episode. We're going to be having a discussion about creating an automated customer journey and what that really means for you as a business. So creating an automated 
customer journey. We'll be talking about that next week, so make sure you hit the subscribe button on your podcast player so you don't miss out on it. And we will see you next Email Marketing Wednesday.